forever. Dog. Hi, Anna. Hi, Andrew. And hey, everybody else. And welcome to our podcast, Scary Scary Stories to to Tell tell on the the Pod. pod. (laughs) We did it at the same time for the first time in a year. Why is that? Gentle listeners, that just happened because Anna and I are Are in in the the same same room room for the first time doing this podcast in well over, well over a year. A year. <laughs> See, we can do it so easy now. <laughs> Our people skills have really sharpened. We know how to talk other people also. <laughs> it's actually, I'm having to remind myself to make eye contact while we talk because I've totally forgotten what looking at someone while talking to them feels I'll like. I'll just look at your shirt until, <laughs> until we both leave. Oh my God. Oh, th- this is a super special podcast because I guess technically it's our first live show because we're doing it in front of boyfriend of the pod, Jason, and husband of the pod, Chris. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Wow. Ladybird is sitting on one of Andrew's couch pillows um, on the floor and it's wrapped in my denim jacket and she is <laughs> shaking like she's being beaten to death. <laughs> Oh my God. I am, I'm electrified right now. I don't know what's happening. So (laughs) people are sitting at home. We've been recording remotely since COVID popped off (laughs) and we actually recorded in person. I think when you had early COVID, I, you were in the process of getting it. Yeah. It was before it was like, it was like six days before I showed any symptoms but thank God you nor anyone at Forever Dog Studios got it from me. It truly was like you were visiting New York and I was like, okay, great to see you, Andrew. And you're like, bye. And then like, I guess walked and bought COVID at the store like after. I saw you, like, truly, there's an episode, Anna, where we're mentioning this vague thing called the coronavirus and you say, Andrew, you're going to be the first person to get it. And gentle listeners, I got, I got it like March 10th. Like it was like, yeah, yeah it was the craziest. Yeah. Um, was that with Alex Song? It was with Alex Song. Yes, Alex, that was our last. Oh my God, we love. Oh God, she's the best. And you got it from theater. I got it from the art it's, of theater, and so did everyone else doing that show, who are so incredibly talented, and wonderful. Um, we hope that you're all doing well, oh gentle my God. listeners. Our, Andrew and I are vaxxed up. We're we ba- are. we're vaxxed and we're baked. We got stuck two times, baby. Oh, that's horrible. I'm so keep sorry. it in, Tracy. Yeah. Don't edit it out. This is raw. <laughs> This is raw and this we is real. We are living in the moment. Doing a podcast in front of the person you've been like shitting and pissing in front of <laughs> for years is so crazy. I'm sorry. I like when I used to do a podcast with you in the same room, I was a different woman. And now I'm like feral in front of the man I love who's now watching me. I'm like, I can't be like, hello, listen to the pod because I've been like, oh, this toilet paper isn't working. <laughs> like, <laughs> so weird. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like Chris and I got some things out of our system sort of early on, um, where one time I threw up into a giant um, Tupperware container that holds Tupperware containers. <laughs> And, um, and then shortly after that, Chris threw up, he was like two, we were both like, Chris made it to the toilet. I did not make it to the toilet, which is why I threw up in the Tupperware container that contains Tupperware oh, containers. No. But we were trying to get Chris to drink water and eat, um, pizza bites. 
<laughs> that's what they say starve a fever pizza bite at COVID. yeah <laughs> and then chris very urgently said stop stop and listen to reason and then he threw up everywhere the- <laughs> you said that yes did it feel really serious at the time <laughs> listen to a reason that's merch yeah everyone stop stop, stop. Listen to reason. <laughs> we need to make a Tupperware that holds other Tupperware that says that on it for barfing into. <laughs> yeah. Oh, a Huge. big tub. And I, w- I don't know. Wh- I was like, I'm not going to make it to the bathroom. And I was like, can you help me empty this? And Chris was like, I think it'll be easier for you to go to the bathroom and throw up. And I was like, I can't. And um, oh my god! Yeah, this it was not a great. I think I think we've all grown and evolved since then. Hopefully, this podcast. Do you want to tell them what it's about? Oh my if they're gosh. still listening now, yeah, they we're have just to know already. We're so high off camaraderie. We it, we're learning how to be in the room with each other. <laughs> it is hard. Um, this is a podcast about scary stories and urban legends and spooky things that you tell us about. Um, and because we're together for the first time in what, you know, maybe in another universe could have been our first live show in front of so many people, uh, I decided, Anna, this is going to be a listener submitted episode of, <gasps> of stories Yay. because we're just chock full of really good ones. Everyone. Thank you for saying them in. Um, I'm going to start with one that, uh, I don't think is actually from a listener. Uh, this is an email to our scary story account. <laughs> The subject of which says Barber. Uh-huh. And then <laughs> Anna, it says, Good day. We have come across your work, and I am glad to inform you that we are interested in working with you as our barber to barb a nice cut for models who will be participating in our upcoming shoot for models in a sales commercial advert and cooperate photo shoot in conjunction with Calvin Klein fashion designer. Kindly email back and be sure to include your current location in order to be considered for immediate looking USA only. Warmest regards, Calvin Klein model gig. We booked it. We booked it, Anna. They want us to barb their models. Us to barb the models. Which I assume means cutting their hair in a circle, like 80s hair. <laughs> to barb? That sounds like what a 60s era Batman villain would say. Bob the models! <laughs> so oh that day. one, that's just oh my for, God. That's just for giggles, everybody. I just love that now barbers specifically are being scammed. <laughs> and how do they end up? Did we mention, like, I guess, what no. are they even thinking? I think maybe they're just doing a casting a wide net. Yeah. Um, to sound generic. There's some comedian who has a joke about how all horoscopes are general so that most people can be like, Oh, I could kind of see that, but it was like be really specific and be like, hi, Kelsey. And you'll freak out like four people. I think that that's sort of the energy they were bringing to the scam. It was like, well, most people aren't barbers, but for the barbers that we get, this will be huge. It'll be huge. They want us to barb. That's true. I, I put too much faith in horoscopes for a long time because there was once when my, our, our friend Claire was reading me mine from like, from some what, what, Susan Miller, Susan Miller, probably. And the horoscope was like, you Leo are a fashion plate and you're all about fashion and you're about to make a huge (laughs) splash in the fashion world. And I was like, this is so funny. And then, yeah, like then the next day 
Vogue ran a, a comedy essay of mine, and I was like, well, I believe in this now. You barbed the models. I barbed the models. Um, but speaking of horoscopes. Wait, I'm sorry. I just realized after quarantine, we're all barbing. Everyone. <gasps> I barbed myself. I, Chris has barbed me several times. <laughs> I barbed Jason even. I, Look, I, uh, quarantine got long. Okay? Chris, Chris would not let me barb him, which was for the right reasons, because <laughs> I would have barbed that up bad. So Chris had to barb himself. Um, (laughs) Anyway, and he did a great job. Well, we've been barbing Ladybird this whole time, (laughs) so (laughs) sorry. But this is great because um, Hannah miraculously, both of these emails sent within minutes of each other have to do with second sight, psychic stuff. And I'm very, I'm very excited to share them with you. Okay, great. Um, Sorry for the gentle spoiler there. Okay, no. Okay. This one comes from Anna R. And the subject is spooky little weirdo saves her dad's life. (gasps) Good. Hi, Anna and Andrew. I've been listening to the pod for a few months now. And as a kid who was scared to read these books because of the pictures, I greatly appreciate you guys. I have a weird story of my own from when I was a kid that I can't explain and hope that you can come up with some explanation. One spooky night in the late 90s slash early 2000s when I was a young kid, I woke up to my mom and grandma frantically talking on the phone next to my bed. I asked them what was going on, and they looked at me and said, You don't remember? That's when they explained to me about the 30 minutes before I had woken up sobbing and screaming, claiming that my dad was walking on the train tracks and was going to get hit by the train soon. I then apparently promptly went back to sleep. I do not remember this at all, but I vividly remember waking up to my mom and grandma on the phone. Luckily, they took my warning seriously. When they called him, he was indeed walking on the train tracks, (gasps) intending to jump in front of a train. We were then able to convince him to come home, and he is alive to this day, albeit a massive douche canoe. Oh my god! So, what do you think? Was I a witchy psychic? Did ghosts warn me of my dad's whereabouts? Was it just a big coincidence? I'm looking forward to hearing about what you think happened. Thanks, Anna. Anna? Anna? I mean, this, first of all, thank you for sending this very beautifully told story. My God. Second, I think you're a witchy little weirdo. I think you're a witchy little weirdo and the ghosts told you. I think both happened. I don't think it's a, I think the only coincidence is that you are a witchy weirdo and ghost told you at the same time. I I think (laughs) this is, I'm so amazed by this. Mostly because, I don't know, like I suppose there's maybe like context clues that kids can pick up that maybe other adults aren't aware of that turn into dream. But the specificity of this is remarkable to me. Yeah, it also didn't sound like they were living that close to the train tracks. Like I was yeah. picturing it, I, I don't know if you had the same thing, I was picturing it like across town. Right, right. Like no. it wasn't like they looked out their window and could see. Because they had to call him. It wasn't like run to the train right, tracks. Right, 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 right. Yeah, like. Unless the dad was like, well, I'm going to go on the train tracks and think about it. Goodbye. <laughs> like, I think. Oh. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad your dad's OK. Yeah. I am sorry. My condolences on him being a douche canoe. A douche That's canoe. hard. <laughs> Which, like, let's picture. I've heard douche canoe before. Let's step it out. It's okay. a canoe mm-hmm. with a bulb. Yes. On one end. That pulses. W- w- I'm a gay man. It sinks. <laughs> 
It's it, the Squirts, liquid goes in, it yeah. cleans it all out, cleans it all out. Um, yeah. And but the canoe, I mean, I guess also it is a canoe for holding douches. It could also be that, like, if yeah. you needed to get douches to an island, yes, you could do that. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess here's a here's a very earnest question I have. Okay, is a <laughs> is a douche roughly the same? As like an enema, like it's the same function, right? I I make no distinction, but yeah, I wonder. I I purchased a douche one time when I was a young woman because I was like, I think I do this, and I <laughs> I don't remember why. Is but I, it was weird, and I've never seen an enema, so I can't say. In my head, in my head, a douche has good smelling water. Well. You don't have to use the water that comes with it. You can use water. You can okay. fill it with like anything. And it's supposed to be just water. But I think some people put in like a little bit of apple cider vinegar. Oh. You're not supposed oh, to put yeah. in. Everyone's like, it's a self-cleaning oven, which is like the worst way to refer to anything on my body. <laughs> Lady Bird just woke up from a nap with her whiskers flattened out and was like, excuse me. <laughs> I woke up for this. I've had puppies out of there. <laughs> I don't know. I do think... Yeah, I, I, I mean, now that I'm saying it, I imagine it's, it's the same, like, it's the same uh, uh, physical <laughs> thing that we're trying to have happen. We don't know how to be around people. No, no, we've talked. <laughs> the hole is dirty. <laughs> In our Scary Story podcast, we've talked about douches for eight minutes. The filth must go. <laughs> I'm glad your dad isn't dead. Uh, what's a butthole? <laughs> <laughs> um, wow, that's such a crazy story. That's terrifying too. Because I feel like here's what I like about this story. Yes. There's no shortage of like, I saw heaven and it was purple. Right, right. Which like there's no way to verify that. Yes. It is completely subjective. With this, that is like actionable and then it actually happened. Yes. That's very scary. I, I mean, I guess my question for you, Jenna listener Anna is have other things like this happened or is this a lightning strike event? Was it a one and done? Right. Was this a Johnson and Johnson or was it sort of a Moderna wow. where it's two and then maybe a booster later on? <laughs> yeah. I do. That is, there is like the, you know, the huge difference between the Matilda book and the movie is that like in the book, it was just a thing that happened to her for a period of time and then it was gone and it never happened again. Whereas the movie was like, no, this was a power she had forever. She just didn't need to use it much wow. anymore. And I do, this is like when, when people are capable of uh, superhuman abilities um, in stories that get sent to us or just in general, uh, there are, there is like a distinguish, a, a distinguishing factor between like, is this when you were just a receptacle for this ability for a moment Right. Or if it's like an inherent part of you are like Carrie. It sounds like this was a one and done. Like I think if if Anna were sort of like an ion. Yes. Yeah. Maybe they would have said like, oh, there was more later on. But like because it was just this one time. Right. Um, yeah. So to answer your question, Anna R., I think that you were momentarily a spooky little kid. Yeah. Which right? is a huge gag for us. We love it. We love, it's really excited to be emailed by a former spooky little kid. So Anna, this next story, also A plus subject line work. Oh, great. This is from Kristen, subject, hungry, hungry, evil hippos. (laughs) (laughs) I'm listening. Wow. Okay. Hi. I have a fucking bizarre story to share. (laughs) This 
person. It sounds like being talked to by a drunk person, but they're about to give you an aggressive compliment. I really love this. Okay. Hi. I have a fucking bizarre story to share and have never had a good place to do so. And then I found this podcast. I have been a listener for a while, but just now realized I need y'all to know this story. This is not a legend, just a thing that happened to me. I'll do my best to keep it brief, but I kind of suck at brevity. This the the length of this is totally I'm fine, Christine. I'm happy to, it feels like talking to somebody at a wedding. <laughs> my first paying job was babysitting because gender roles. And apparently <laughs> it takes no discernible skill to keep children alive for short periods of time. My dad's cousin and his wife adopted a child that I used to babysit for a few hours at a time on random weeknights during college. He was anywhere from three to five. <laughs> he was anywhere from three to five during he this. Varied. <laughs> during this gig. And he told me all kinds of weird stories, but I didn't share them all here for time. Uh, I didn't share them all here for time, but I promise these stories were whack. (laughs) (laughs) The weirdest thing that ever happened, though, was when I was watching him one night and he insisted we needed to play Hungry Hungry Hippos. I had to find a chair to stand on to yank it off the top shelf of the closet. I'm 5'1". Game procured, I brought it to the living room and we started playing. At this time, he was not quite yet in kindergarten, but he was counting, so I turned it into a counting game. At the end of each round, I'd hold my marbles cupped in my hands, where he couldn't see them, and tell him to tell me how many marbles he had, and then make him use his logic to figure out how many I was hiding. He was really good at it, and I felt like the best babysitter in the world for making this game educational. There were ten marbles, and he definitely understood that if he had seven, I had three, etc., I'm guessing preschool was paying off. After the final round of the game, I had six marbles, and I asked, How many do you have? He said, Five. I knew he was in a hurry and miscounted. Are you sure? Check again, I said playfully. Yes, I'm sure, and you have six. He almost growled it out. I was shocked. I made him show me his marbles, and sure enough, he had five. I was immediately confused and freaked out about where in the world that extra marble had come from or how I'd missed it the entire game. I told him to pack up the game and he was disappointed, but compliant. However, before putting the lid on the game, he looked me dead in the eyes with the creepiest expression that I have ever seen in a child, which included a half grin, and said slowly, strange things happen when I'm around. Oh my! He smirked and took the game back to his bedroom. Nope. I retired from babysitting, and he grew up to be a respectful and sweet young adult. (laughs) Or so it appears from the distance I have kept between us since that night. (laughs) Thanks for the pod. Love, Kristen. She, her. (laughs) Kristen. Oh. I love this. My God. That is when you know you're in the wrong industry. I know. When you've got a creepy, when, when a creepy kid, fine. A smart kid, fine. Creepy smart, no. No. And creepy smart with a small smile, with a smirk. No, we can't do this. I can't possibly do it. No. I, yeah. Like there are people who are like supposed to work with kids who would know how to, or I guess this would be creepy no matter what, but like when you're not, when you're not in the right place and that happens, that's how, you know, you retire. (laughs) That's true. And you move on, get out of that line of work. And in fact, that to me is the sign of a, a very intelligent person who, when they are in the horror movie of their life, like the first five minutes of it, they just get out of there. Yeah. You know, which I think Christine did the right thing. I'm very curious about this kid in terms of becoming a, a respectful, good young adult. I do think it's possible for creepy kids to age up. Well, Yes. Well, we're both familiar with the concept of aging out of being a 
a <laughs> kid who can see ghosts. Yes, exactly. Um, but I do wonder, I like need to get this kid on the podcast actually. I'm so curious. Because I, I have so many questions about, first of all, like where the marble physically came from. Like did a ghost come over and put the marble? Like I'm in, like I, I need to know about that. <laughs> right. But I, I need for him to expound on what he meant by strange things happen when I'm around. That's the thing. Or and weird things. What was it? Strange. Strange things. Which a kid saying strange is strange. That you know a ghost is involved. Yeah. There's something about strange the the, the awareness of that word. I, I will say, as we've as we've alluded to before, <clears throat> um I have I have some nieces and nephews who saw ghosts in their uh-huh. childhood. My brother Pete, whose birthday is today. Happy birthday, Happy Pete. Happy birthday, Pete. Um and and I, I'm always so fascinated when when kind of ghostly kids um end up having parents who are like just very normal, not loosey-goosey spiritual people. Mm-hmm. Um, because then you are sort of getting the most pragmatic look into the like other world and, and whether it's just like kids having wild imaginations and like figuring out brain synapses as they grew up, I don't really care. It's still fun and creepy to me. It's truly, I like, that's the thing with kids is that like there isn't, well, I guess that's not quite true. Like there could be artifice and like, cause they are more likely to tell stories and like have a harder time telling reality from fake. But like, yeah, the, the times like what, um, Anna R was talking about like yeah. when they just genuinely experience something and the adults are the ones who bring context of that was ghosty. Well, and this is, and maybe my parents were just so not like I used to do this thing where I would talk through, I would go through reality with my parents as a very little kid to make sure that what I was perceiving was happening. Like there'd be times when I'd be like, we went to the park yesterday and they'd be like, yes. And I'd be like, and we had, Kentucky fried chicken there. And they were like, yes. And then I'd be like, and then mom fought a bear. And then they'd be like, no. And I'd be like, that's right. Like I was like testing to see whether that's these so things funny. were happening. It was a mountain lion. <laughs> right. But it makes me, but like, I think maybe if my parents were different sort of people, they might be like, what is he thinking? Like, no. was it a past life that, you know, you can't do that. Um, but what I love about these stories is there's concrete action. As you were saying, like, the thing then happened. Yes. God, the marble showing up. That's such a scary, when a ghost does a little thing. Oh, so when a ghost understands subtlety. Yes. You know, a bouncing a, ball. When a ghost is producing the moment. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> the ghost knows that storytelling happens <laughs> in small, observable changes. <laughs> The ghost works in the biz and the ghost has heat. I have to the say. Ghost has heat. We can all admit <laughs> the ghost has heat. Um, and I have one more, uh, a short email <gasps> oh, to share with you uh, before we bid adieu. Hi, Anna and Andrew. I wanted to write in to say how much I've enjoyed the last few bird themed urban legisodes <gasps> about ravens <Good>. and owls. <laughs> I'm a park ranger. <gasps> yes. Ding, 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 ding. Everyone take a shot. We've got a park ranger. <laughs> this podcast is only listened to by coroners and park rangers. <laughs> no, and I couldn't be happier it's with that. Listenership. Um, I'm a park ranger who loves spooky things and love when the two combine. But sometimes nature will spook your whole ass off. Yes. Oh my God. I used to lead evening snowshoe hikes. Okay, brag. <gasps> Dangerous. And at some point during the hike, I would have everyone stop and try to listen for any cool sounds like owls hooting, coyotes howling, etc. Usually we didn't hear anything. 
and moved on with the hike. One hike, though, went much different. As soon as the group fell silent, we heard the loudest, craziest scream coming from the tree above us. While we were all freaking out, trying to figure out what kind of demonic creature was surely about to murder us, I grabbed my flashlight and shined it up the tree. And guys, it was a porcupine. <gasps> um, ma'am, I had no idea porcupines could even make noises like this. We oh. were all still spooked as heck, but couldn't stop laughing at how funny it was. And we were relieved that we weren't about to be murdered. This isn't my video, but here is what it sounded like. Can I play oh it for Oh my God, yes, please. And I, I will admit, I've listened to this before. I cannot believe this is what they sound like. <laughs> Wait, this is an ad. This is an ad. Oh my god. <laughs> okay. Oh, Ladybird is going nuts. Ladybird. Oh, she's tilting her head. Am I crazy? Does this sound like this thing is saying fuck again and again? <laughs> this porcupine has been asked to leave the Michaels for not wearing a mask. <laughs> Oh my god. Porcupines um, don't wear masks. I can't believe that they don't wear masks. They don't. They, oh my god. Maybe that it's because they're used to keeping distance. I have to say, I wasn't expecting it to sound like that, but I really wasn't expecting it to be like, every day when I wake up. <laughs> <laughs> oh Can you god. imagine just a full Midwest woman voice coming <laughs> from the top of a tree and people being like, we're going to be murdered. Oh my god. Um, that... I can't think of anything scarier than being out in the dark with a park ranger in the winter and then watching the park ranger be scared. Yes. While snowshoeing, because you know, like, you're not going to be as good at snowshoeing as they are. They're going to no. leave you in the dust. Um, <laughs> I'll just finish off this. Hearing it now sounds funny, but out in the woods in the dark, it was terrifying. I love your podcast. It brings me so much joy in these wild times. Thanks, Alexa, ranger of the pod. <gasps> I got nice? chills. Thank Very you, Alexa. Good. Oh my God. Getting claps from the men. <laughs> oh my God. That rocks. Thank you for sharing that. I have to say, Andrew, I don't know what you thought while you were reading this for the first time. I thought it was going to be a person in the tree. <gasps> That's the scariest thing I can think of. Because they had already teed it up with like, um, like, oh, what kind of animal would make that sound? I was like, oh, it's going to be a man wearing a denim jacket and no other clothes. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> <laughs> that really that, thought imagine looking up at a tree to see a man wearing a denim jacket <laughs> and nothing else the view and in that way that's a little bit of a grab <laughs> that is that is technically a grab nevertheless and that is also it's a ma'am that is a ma'am grab grab ma'am um everyone oh i guess anna this is the first time again we've done this in the room together it's time for a face-to-face -face. <gasps> scary, scary ideas, ideas for, for things, things that, that could happen. happen. It's, it's mind-blowing how easy it is to do this in person and how physically impossible it is to do remotely. Really hard. Uh, how do you feel? You want to go first? I'll go first. Great. You are on your honeymoon. You have married a much older, very rich man. You don't know him very well. And there's not a lot of love there, but he's promised to take care of you financially and make you very comfortable for the rest of your life. And he said that he will let you do your, your paintings. So you're checking into the hotel and they have prepared, they have an easel set up in your room. And they said, um, oh, he, 
oh, he, um, he won't be here for a while, but he said to give you this. And they hand you a big box and you open it and there's a red dress inside and it says, wear this 8 p.m. And you bring it up to the room and you paint for a little bit. And then at 8 p.m. you put on the dress. And then you look at the painting and it's completely blank. And you blink and the canvas is gone. And then the easel is gone. And then he's there. And he says, ready for dinner? That That could could happen. happen. This existential horror of being the wife of a wealthy, much older man. I really love it. It, it's like a, it's like an Aronofsky film. No one has expressed that they like this segment at all. I, and I'm no, tripling down so hard. <laughs> I really love it. I love it. Literally no one has responded and said like, P.S. Love that thing you insist on doing. <laughs> I am I am anticipating an <laughs> influx of, listen, no. fans of the uh, wife of a much older, very rich man. Don't do this unless you feel it. I do feel it. Anna, no, not you. I'm talking to them. And Anna can testify. I have texted Anna to say we need a merch of just a shirt that says, <laughs> I am married to a much older, very rich man. I am I am the bride. I am the bride. <laughs> <laughs> much older, very rich man. That is Lady Bird's energy, I have to say. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She'd um, look great running away from a castle in a dress. She would. Um... <laughs> That is the energy she brings to every moment of her life. Um, Okay, Andrew, you ready? Okay, here's mine. Um, Spring has sprung, and you are out and about in the world, and you're walking around, and you're feeling good for the first time in a long time. And down the street, you see a very little, friendly, little kind of potatoey-looking woman walking down the street towards you. And you're still at a distance, but you don't even know her. And you just sort of, you wave at her and she waves back. And then she puts her finger up to stop you for a moment. You're about 20 feet apart from each other. And then she puts her hands on either side of her face. And she pulls her whole face off. And below it is this horrific gremlin goblin face with a mouthful of sharp fishhook teeth and she screams at you did you hear the good news we don't have to wear our masks outside anymore (laughs) that That could could happen happen. Andrew that was beautiful that was art thank you very much oh my god and it's true a storyteller's medium is the truth. Oh my God. <laughs> President, President Sleepy Joe said you can rip your face off again. Oh my God. I read Andrew, it on that Twitter. Was, that was so good. Uh, this has been an absolute joy. And it's so good. And I'm like falling asleep in my chair. I like, <laughs> the exertion of being in a room with a person is like napping me. I am napped. Um, thank you to <laughs> boyfriend of the pod and husband of the pod, Jason and Chris, for being a lovely yes. audience tonight. Good job. Thank you to Ladybird for being suddenly shocked. Uh, but I, I keep dropping things because that's what I do. Um, thanks to Chris for buzzing in the person who brought burritos. Thanks to. <laughs> Jason for um, mixing and producing this. Um, yes, thank you. For free, because you love me. 
<laughs> that's, that's right, baby. It is good. Um. <laughs> and uh, everybody else, get, get out. out forever. Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Scary Stories to Tell on the Pod is executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. Produced by Tracy Soren. Original theme music by Chris Ryan. Cover art by Bats Langley. To listen to this podcast ad-free, sign up for Forever Dog Plus at foreverdogpodcasts.com slash plus. Check out video clips of our podcasts on YouTube at youtube.com slash foreverdogteam. And make sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at foreverdogteam to keep up with all the latest Forever Dog news.